Another episode of House to House. It is your boy, Kyler. Across me, as always, the guy who picked a pack of pickled peppers, Peter. Autobots, transform and roll out. <laughs> and of course, the big bad boss, David Bay. Hello. Hello. What's with the what's with the Autobots, man? You know, because you're talking about prime location. And so I was trying to make a uh, prime joke. Uh, I guess <laughs> it just didn't work. I feel like... Two, two, two galaxy like, brain, two, two galaxy brain. Two galaxy brain. <laughs> I'm trying to make myself feel better. It's, you know, rather than just two docky. How are you guys, man? It's been quite some time, right? Since we've did it's this. It's been a month, man. Yeah, it has been a month. Where have you, been, where have you guys been up to for the past month? Mm, helper got COVID. Younger son got COVID. <laughs> you didn't get, get COVID that's the most important thing oh uh, yeah. man I forgot about that actually you were telling me that you got back to back quarantine or something right quite quite yeah quite tough until the the loss changed la. so now it's like you know it's, it's all time based really it's no longer PCR test based so yeah, what was the you. was there a, like a consecutive period that you got that you had to quarantine at home or something like was it four weeks or what no la, it's it's total maybe about three weeks, cost uh. it two each, each each time. But so my helper got it, and then maybe like four or five days later, my son got it. Oh, they do not test your quarantine. Did not start on the day you got it. Your quarantine starts on the day the PCR test is positive. So let's say on day one you got it, on day night you got it, on day two morning you went for the PCR test, on day three your PCR test result is positive. Your quarantine mm. starts on day three. So day three is actually day one. Then, so, okay. then like four or five days later, my son got it. Then it's like, so day seven became day one again. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Have to restart all over again. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Okay. Was fun. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> I'm pretty fun. sure it was. Yeah. Peter, what about you? Anything new with you? Uh, not really. I mean. Not really? I heard you. How, how was the. You watch, You went to watch Eternals last night, right? At the time of recording. Two, two nights ago. Yes, two so nights ago, on right? The, the night before the premiere. So the preview. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. How was it? Oh. How come you got preview tickets? Huh? No, no, this is just sneak, like you know how when movies in Singapore open on Thursdays. Also Wednesday night, lah. So Wednesday night the timings are open already. Lah. Yeah. Cool, yeah. So cool. so Eternals is so I, I like Eternals. It's a very different kind of uh, MCU movie. It's more epic, it's grander, and of course all the characters are new. Sorry? Watching later. Don't say anymore. Yeah, I won't say anything. But it's 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 different, lah. So don't like your typical MCU movie. Yeah. Ooh, okay. So it's like if, if, if you like Dune, and yeah, like Dune. If you like Dune, then you will probably enjoy Eternals, lah. Well, the last time we spoke, it was it's about that kind Dune. of scale, la. Yeah. How are the houses in the movie? I mean, this is house to house, so let's <laughs> bring it to context. <laughs> <laughs> the houses. <laughs> Bro, we're talking about the architecture now. Yeah. <laughs> you get to see the right. hanging gardens of Babylon. So. Oh, ne- wow. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that will fall under the PLH model? Yeah, actually, you know, <laughs> it's a very central location. Ah, uh-huh, yes. 
Presumably, <laughs> it's, it was very well built and will probably be expensive than anything. Yeah, I, yeah, perfect segue. Well done, everyone. Very good transition. To today's topic, so everyone, today we'll be talking about the PLH model. And I, I mean, I think this has got to be like the biggest property news in like quite some time, right? Yep. We all agree. Mm. Well, not just the biggest, but they've been teasing it for several months now. Oh, have so they? I mean, we talked about the luck of the draw, the lottery of the BTO, yep, whether the you get this effect. house or that house. Yeah. Even we talked about it. Yep. Okay. But I, I don't know. We'll, so, so for me, my perspective is that, I don't know, la, the, for me, maybe not as, I don't have as much expertise in this area as you guys. So when I heard this, I was like, whoa, shocking news, you know, like revolutionary. But maybe because I also don't really pay attention to any of the other small things that, you know, the nuances don't really capture me. So this was a big thing for me. And I think we can, you know, go into more detail later as to, like you guys have been, you guys mentioned that, you know, they've been teasing this for a while and everything. So we can go into more detail about that later. But uh, I think we've got a lot to cover today. We'll be talking about the new PLH model. Um, we'll be discussing what it is. Um, whether your thing will work for, from, we want, and we want to hear from Peter and Bay's opinion, um, whether their goal is really what they say and, you know, a few, a few more other questions. Mm. So I think start off with really what PLH means. Um, so yeah, the PLH model, what it basically means is the prime location public housing model. Then why not PLPH? Exactly what I was thinking. Exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, I, I don't know why they had to take out the public. I don't know why, honestly. I mean, PLH, like, to me, it's like public holiday with an L in between. <laughs> limited holiday. I mean, Singapore got the least public holidays in the world, so public limited holiday. Yeah, I don't know. But actually, yeah, what, what's the reason of taking out one letter in the acronym? They're already making it an acronym. Might as well put in yeah. one more letter, right? I don't exactly. Exactly. And because they name it PLH, right? I keep forgetting the full name of it. Honestly, like, prime location, then I'm like, hey, what is it? Uh? Yeah, like, I, if they put PLPH, I think I'll remember public yeah, housing I mean, more often. Yeah, because it's HDB, right? It's public housing, ma. So why take it away, right? Don't, don't get it. Yeah, own up to your name, you know, live up to your name. Well, like, I think it's a Singaporean thing to only have a three-letter acronym and how they choose which three letters that one is, you know. Like, <laughs> really? Like, I mean, there was this whole thing about why is the MCE called the MCE? Why is the ECP called the ECP? No, no. How about why is that ACRA? Why is that I? Why is not IRS like the US? Why is it IRAS? Because it's right? not like it's, the US. There are but... four letters. Yeah. There are four letters. But because but... IRAS can say, and ACRA can say, <laughs> but plup, 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 yeah. say. the per is better than plur, to be honest. <laughs> so I, that's just my opinion, lah. So yeah. So basically, the prime location public housing model is a. I, I want to say it's a new system implemented yes. for HDB units in prime areas, prime locations, or maybe just areas that HDB foresee will probably have high resale prices, um, primarily due to the, you know, the centrality of it and mm. the attractiveness of these locations. Yep. Yeah, so I, I'm not sure if... Like, like, is it entirely up to HDB to decide which areas these are? Yep. I mean, is Bishan Prime? I don't think Bishan will be in the pl pl oh, sorry, pl PLH model. Mm -hmm. 
But Rocho is about okay. Rocho fine. He's with the CBD. But Dawson is Dawson is near Commonwealth. He's not nixed with the CBD. So it's it's up to them. It's la. really up to them. Uh. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, so I think I think I mean, what's obvious is that this is a reaction more than a you know a forward looking policy per Ooh, se. Okay. Um, it's very clear that with the number of million dollar resale flats that we've seen this year alone. Far, you know, far eclipsing the number that we seen we saw last year, which was already a record in itself. So, just for context, last year there were eighty two, uh, resale flats that were sold above a million dollars. This year, so far in the past ten months alone, it's it's been over a hundred. It's it's Damn. been over a hundred. I can't remember the exact number, but yeah, like like we already surpassed last year's record. Like I think mid in the middle of the year, and now we've you know just carried on with no signs of stopping. Uh, the trend continues. So, so clearly, it's a reaction. Uh, clearly, they foresaw this coming, and uh, this policy is one way of making sure that it doesn't happen in the future. Like. So, I suspect that even though it's called the application model now, it might eventually be an across-the-board thing. But we'll see. Like. We'll see what Ooh, how things turn out. Okay, yeah. okay. Let's go into more detail. Yep, um, later, later like, when, yeah, yeah, when we go into that Just future. teasing my opinion now. <laughs> You're teasing now. <laughs> I mean, Bishan just caught 1.36 mil, right? Exactly. And like, I think yeah. Dustin Pinnacle only got 1.35. I, I'm not sure what's their max ever. La. Right? So, yeah. so Bishan more prime than Dustin? Let's make it happen. I mean, I just got Bishan, <laughs> so let's make that happen. You, <laughs> only you are it to happen. I'm okay with not prime. Bishan prime. Really, really. <laughs> okay, so um, this PLH model, I think... um, Well, I, at the time of recording, it was released last... Wednesday yes. on the 27th of October and it started with Rocho BTO. Um, I, do, do you all expect this model to, to be introduced with a BTO? I thought uh, it's only BTO. Right? Yeah. As mm-hmm. it, I, I didn't expect it to be Rocho. As I, thought, I thought the model would wait until the GSW, the ah, Greatest Southern Water Fund, because right. that was the one that that started this whole but, discussion but, in the first place. But GSW... Oh yeah, that's true. But GSW is... Is it prime? I mean, Rocho literally is Ooh. flanked by three MRT stations. Bugis, Little India, and... Take, Jalan and, Ro, and, Ro, and Rocho, sorry. And Rocho. <laughs> How can you forget Rocho MRT when it's Rocho, right? And... And it's literally next to uh, Benkulen. That, and, and CBD is like... If you run really fast, you can reach Shantek in like, like <laughs> Yeah, you, you get what I mean, la. you get what I mean, yeah, right? Yeah. But how would then be then those that stay at Little India, the HGBs there, they're just gonna see their price jump because Rocho uh, Yeah, I, yeah it'll, it'll be interesting, like it'll be interesting. It'll definitely be interesting. But but again, I said again I feel this is a reaction, so I'm sure there'll be more reactions to this reaction. Uh, as if like bug fixes and everything. Mm. But you don't solve anything. you solve the problems, but you are not creating new ones to solve. Yeah. Nah, this just a this just a huge patch, lah, from HDB basically. Yep. Exactly. I see. Yeah. Right, we'll see whether there are some nerves incoming there. <laughs> the way you all say. Yeah. Right. Um. The I think, I think the biggest news among all was that um when the PLH model was introduced, it was not that it was attached with a BTO or the fact that it was dropped all of a sudden out of nowhere, but I think the biggest news of it was of it all was the 10-year MOP. 
Um, and what basically that means is that, you know, traditionally HDB units, they have a five-year MOP, which is the minimum occupational period. You basically have to stay five years within your house before you can sell or rent out. But now, for, um, for HDB flats that fall under this model, it's been increased to 10 years. Um, that's one half of it. Another half of it is you're not allowed to, you're no longer allowed to rent out the whole flat, but you can still rent out spare rooms if you have those. So, um, yeah, like I think, I think just generally, just briefly, what are your thoughts about this? Like, is this a huge shakeup? Is this re- very revolutionary? Because this is the first time we are ever hearing about a 10 year MOP thing, right? It's like basically changing the whole thing. Yep. Hmm. B, you wanna I, I personally feel the ten year MOP doesn't rock the boat that much. I, 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 that's my okay. opinion. I mean, stay in the house, la, stay in the house. Mm. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. I mean, okay, if when you buy a, a a property, there are only two reasons for you to buy a property, right? One is for um investment purpose and one is for own stay purpose, correct? Mm-hmm. If it's yep. for investment purpose, and then you're just going to take the government's subsidy so that you can make money from it, well, is HGB really correct? It's, it's irritating, mm. right, to, 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 to just say that it is correct or not correct. Um, okay, private is an investment. That's fine because there's no subsidies there. So in a sense, when you buy a HGB flat, it shouldn't be for, subs- it shouldn't be for profits already. Yep. And because I feel that it shouldn't be for profits, having the correct audience to buy it, then your MOP, then your MOP lah. So it only affects those who take it not for profit but for investment. Then in that case, do I really care about their opinion? They are making use of the system to make money, right? Yes, I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying that, but that's not what the system is meant to do. So I don't really care what happens to them. It, it affects them, but it doesn't affect it, to me, it's you take the risk, la, your, your business. Does la. it almost yeah. feel like it's scalping? Like, you know, when people buy like concert tickets last time and then they sell on Carousel for like five times the price? Uh, I think it's... Like no, I, I think it's more like if you use your... Okay, because that one you pay full price and then you, you take the risk whether it goes up and down. That one's like private housing. Ma. The price will drop there. Eh. If if nobody suddenly wants to go to see Jeto, <laughs> I mean, which is rare, lah, okay? Or, or, yeah. But it's more like if you go and... Because that one, you really paid money for it. This one is more like you take the Singapore Rediscover vouchers, mm. you go buy a Universal Studio ticket, and then you sell it. Ah, okay. Because okay. it's subsidized. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You use, like, some kind of discount or some kind of thing, and then you sell Correct. it for full price. It's not very cool, uh, that one... Mm. <laughs> yeah. So normally hundred dollars you, you get you get you bought it at fifty cost you fifty dollars already, uh, you didn't use, then you sell me at eighty. Yes, sir, I'll buy la but like is that cool? Uh, is that the reason why the government gave you Singapore rediscover vouchers? Mm, okay. Interesting. So um I think uh before we go into all the really in-depth discussions and the more technical terms of it, um I want to talk a little bit about the backstory of the PLH model. So, Peter, you brought up just now that, um, like you mentioned that this has been teased for a while. There have been talks of it. Um, and what you said, like, talks of it started when the GSW was brought up. GSW meaning the Greater Southern Waterfront. 
which is the new proposed housing plan in uh, the the south of Singapore, right? The Marina Bay, the Keppel, the Pasir Panjang area. So, so basically, the idea of of you know BTOs in prime land uh, started there, and coupled with the fact that BTOs not in prime land, like you know Pinnacle and Duxton, were already starting to command a million dollar prices, and now uh, I I checked the number, so it's a hundred and seventy four transactions as of October. Just this year alone. So hundred and seventy four million dollars this year alone. We've seen a hundred and seventy four million dollar flat transactions being reported. Sheesh. Which is twice more than twice the number of last year's record, 82. So it's 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 quite uh yeah it's quite insane uh, that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> to to put it mildly, like clearly there's a problem, clearly there's an ability uh to buy these supposed subsidized housing for uh ridiculous prices. And I think uh this PLH model all the aspects of it, not just the 10-year MOP. In fact, as basis, the 10-year MOP is actually the least uh, restrictive. Yep. And, and I'll, maybe I'll explain later okay. or, or now. I don't know. Uh, why why the MOP is actually not the issue. Um, but yeah, so, so the idea is that there needs to be a way to curb the ability to buy these uh, resale flats at, at such a high price. And um, this POH model in its entirety is designed to do that. One more point that I want to mention first, which is um, the goal of the PLH model. So HDB <clears throat> themselves um, very clearly stated in their... Like I'm on their website now, I'm looking at their press release. Right at the top of the line, centralized, bolded, underlined everything. The goal of the PLH model is keeping public housing in prime locations affordable, accessible, and inclusive for Singaporeans. So just keep this in mind, but because we'll come back to talk more about this, whether it really is everything they say, whether it's affordable, accessible, and inclusive. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you yeah. something. Uh, I, I want, like, should I wait for later to say or now? You know, okay, so it's like 10-year MOP, mm-hmm. cannot rent out whole house. I mean, whatever lah. You want to keep it affordable, right? Every PLH, 60 years lease, end of story, works. Ooh, okay, okay. Let, let, let's go into more. Let's keep it for later. Let's keep it for later. Why yeah. nobody think of that? Why am I not in the, you know, policy maker? <laughs> you can put this resume, babe. You can always send in your resume after. Yeah, but I think the biggest question that I think everyone is really curious about is, will this PLH model work? Yep. So, um, Peter, let's hear from you first. I want to hear your opinion. So, I, I think it'll work. Um, but uh, I believe, as with all systems in Singapore, as long as you let enough people abuse it or, you know, like, as long as you don't keep the intention clear, then we will always see things like these million-dollar flats. The, the, the key thing is to make sure that people are, you know, are getting these locations for, for a good reason, for the reasons that you want them to. But what I foresee is that you talk about MOP, for example. So right now, MOP is five years, like you said, right? Mm-hmm. For almost uh, HDB flats. But there are case-by-case, case, uh, you know, appeals to, to get around the MOP restriction. You know, there are case-by-case case appeals to, to get around any kind of restriction, in fact. And as long as you allow these restrictions to be, uh, you know, 
like you close one eye, you close both eyes, you let one one or two things happen. Eventually, what will happen is that you defeat the purpose of the model. Mm. So whoever allows these restrictions to be uh, bent or, you know, needs to just remember why, why this model exists in the first place. And if you allow any, you know, random reason f- uh, to bend the restrictions, then you defeat the purpose. Uh. It's just like the Airbnb thing. Mm. Um, technically speaking, it's still illegal in Singapore. But that company is still able to set up a headquarters. You know? Yeah, two houses. Yeah. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, clearly, if you want to allow something, allow it. If you want to prevent something, make sure you prevent it. And there, don't have this be weird no gray area. Yeah. Because what yeah. I foresee, honestly, um, and I don't know whether I'm being too cynical by saying this, how, how are you going to police uh, restricting renting out the entire flat? Te- technically, it's already happening, right? People exactly. bought up one room and stuff like that. You know, like, like um, right now, on for regular HGB flats, you're not allowed to rent out the entire flat before your MOP. But how many people are actually getting away with it? You know what I mean? It's... So, like the good old army saying, la, just don't get caught. La. Exactly, yeah. Do whatever you want, just don't get caught. Mm. And I suspect people will find a lot of ways to, to try to game the system to get around <laughs> the restrictions. It's almost like a challenge, right, for Singaporeans. Exactly, exactly. To Goodness. find whatever loopholes they can. Yeah, yeah, but that's me being cynical. La. So yes, I do believe it will work. I have full, you know, confidence that the intentions are pure and that the, you know, the, the goal will be achieved if everyone is working together. But reality is that, you know, restrictions in, are broken to be bent. I mean, yeah. the, the generation where everybody works together for Singapore is gone. La. Exactly. Okay, la. okay so yeah. I think being cynical, but that's my view. La. Yeah. Mm. Would, would, okay, sidetrack a bit. Would yep. you all say that, um, because you mentioned that, you know, there shouldn't be any middle ground, right? If you want to allow it, allow it. If you want to restrict yep. it, restrict it. When you mentioned that just now, actually a case came up in my mind um, about the... I, I don't really recall his name, but you know, there was this like Singaporean footballer who was supposed to join the EPL. Yes. Which one? Ben? The, you the, know. That one and the more recent one. The Wu's one. Uh. Ah, the Wu's one, right? So, yep, yep. They, the whole case was about yep, the NSD yep. thing, right? Harry Brits Bittle. Is that what his name is? Yeah. Bert I don't know how to pronounce it. Harry, just Harry. Bert I think. So that's the thing, right? Like um, with the whole topic of like middle ground, allow it if don't allow it kind of thing. A lot of people online are saying that, hey, is our first Singaporean finally get to, you know, go overseas, play for a big league and everything is going to, you know, put Singapore on the map, recognition, yada, let him live his dreams, yada, yada, these kind of things. But being the devil, devil's advocate, la, if you let someone do this, then there are going to be so many cases in the future where people are going to reference this, right? Like, hey, I'm also doing the same thing. Why, why you allow this guy to do what you never allow me to do? Mm. And it's that same kind of mindset, right? Where, you know, it's, it's very hard to find like a middle ground kind of thing where because you allowed someone to do it, you should also allow me to do exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. I so, mean... Okay, la, I, I mean, the example is a bit different. La, is, like, this is literally the first guy who could get into the EPL. La, so, you know what I mean? It's... But the EPL isn't that big, you know? No, but he's still the first, you know what I mean? No, like, no, no. As in, as in uh, you talk about it, right? There are rules in place, right? 
uh, okay, let's take let's take Korea for example. They also have mm. national service. Yeah. Mm. They don't care about EPL. They care about you winning an international competition. Mm. EPL is a national England competition. Right. So, uh, Son right, uh, Son mm. from from Spurs, he needed to win the Asia Cup. Then he got deferment. Uh, okay. Yeah, so if he didn't win the Asia Cup, bye bye. He goes. He has to go and do his national service. I don't know how many years that is, la. But mm. even when he won the the Asian Cup, ah, it not silver, not bronze, ah, gold, ah, must be first, ah. Mm. He still had to do his mandatory uh basic training, you know. Yeah, the BMT version, ah. Uh, I don't think I don't know whether it was three months or six weeks right. or something like that, la, But he had to do it, la. So like you have to make new rules. And make it specific. Yep. And EPL isn't that big too. Again, I reiterate one more time. Like EPL isn't mm-hmm. that big. <laughs> in yeah. terms of like national accomplishment yeah. and goals kind of thing. Like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's international, it's international. EPL is EPL, right? So you, you can't just... Uh... So, babe, then do you think the PLH model will work? I think... I mean, in my opinion, I think that one of the things which is very important is supply and demand and let the market forces take care of themselves. So that's right. one thing. Um, and so whether PLH model was there or not, I, it didn't really bother me. However, if you wanted to implement the PH, PLH model, I think that if you want to do it, do it all the way, don't do it halfway. Um, from what I see, the main goal is not, is not to, um, it's not to make the price point because at the end of the day, after 10 years, supply and demand still, still happens. Yep. It's not about the price point. It's about the use of the house. Not allowing people to rent out the whole house is, is a very obvious signal that this house is for you to stay in. End of story. If you don't want to stay here, then sell it. Mm. And, th- and that's what basically it is. Because it doesn't affect the price. Um, after 10 years, how old is Pinnacle right now? Close to 10 already, right? Uh, the Bishan 1.36 mil is also close to 10. I think it's 8 or 9 years. Away. So, it, it doesn't matter what. Right? The, 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 the MOP doesn't matter. The point is you need to stay. Whether you make money out of it, never mind. But you buy, it really must stay. one. That's why I give you subsidy. I govern. Mm. I give you subsidy because you're staying. If it's to make profit, one, go away. Okay, so you mentioned it's okay if they make money, but the main goal is to stay, right? So, yeah. what would be that is there like a certain time period where they have to stay? Because, okay, right now, MOP, right? Let's say the new one are 10 years. What we are foreseeing is that, okay, what at least I'm foreseeing is that once people reach that 10 years mark, they will look, they will put their unit on the market mm-hmm. ready and look for like the highest bid kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yep. But what is that time period where there is a middle ground between staying and then selling for profit still? Would it be like 20, 30 years kind of thing or what? Is there a, no, uh... is there a number? Because no matter whether you buy mm-hmm. this or not, you still cannot rent out the yep. whole house. Yes. That's why the person who buys from you also is to stay. That's the yep. key difference. My HGB in Bishan, okay, my HGB in a non-PLH area, mm-hmm. I can rent out once after five years is up. After MOP is up. Down there, yep. no matter who buys, you cannot rent out. And that's actually the point. You right. want to buy this house, you stay in this house. And oh. and let's not forget that whoever buys it also needs to stay for the tenure yes. MOP. So it's for staying. And yeah. that's cool. And if the price rises very high because the staying location is super convenient, that is cool also. It's that's market forces, right? Supply and demand. Yep. Yeah. 
Right, okay. So it, it feels like the PLH model is actually more for the renting aspect of it. Uh. As in the PLH model is meant to encourage, to, to strongly encourage you to stay in the house that you got highly subsidized. And the way to do that is to limit the rent aspect yeah. of it. Uh. It yeah. prevents, I mean, it tries to make sure that you don't get to take advantage of the other, you know, financial benefits of having a great location. Like, we, we mentioned before, right? It's the luck, yep. it's the lottery, right? You get the lottery, fine. That is lottery because, like you said, one out of, uh, I think, every, even normal HGBs, uh, only 4% of exactly. people can get. Uh, okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so let's say the lottery is even higher. Let's say only 1%. Okay? Yeah, you win 1 out of 100. Good for you. It doesn't matter. But then at the end, please take this and use it. Mm, okay, okay. So it's not really dampening the lottery effect because the lottery effect is sort of everywhere, right? Like you BTO, you gonna, you sort of win the lottery already, is it? Okay, so, so the idea of the lottery effect is what we've seen in Duxton okay. where you buy a, a unit for... Back in 2004, I think, or is it 2007? I can't remember. Um, it's, it costs about 300k. Mm-hmm. You sell that same unit 10 years later for a million dollars. The thing is, Duxon has been selling at 1 million for several oh, years yes. now. So, so the property agents, I mean, I mean the, the anecdotal story is that at MOP, uh, a group of property agents went around Duxton saying, hey, you know, we think we can sell your unit for this price. And they were able to, and as you know, every year since then, units at Pinnacle at Duxton have been able to sell for this price, la, for above one million dollars. Mm. Only, only the higher floors, la, not the lower floors. The lower floors still cannot make one million dollars, <laughs> no matter how hard they try. So, so that's the lottery that we are talking about. That if you, if you ballot, you get this unit. When you sell, you become a millionaire. Mm, okay. What we want, what base talking about the lottery effect that we want, that the government wants to encourage. It's just, you ballot, you get it, good for you, you know. You beat several other people to get a, uh, you know, a hard-to-get location, a hard-to-popular uh, location, good for you, that's the end of the story. Now stay there. Right. There's no financial windfall that comes with this, uh, that comes with this ability to get a unit at the virtual BTO or any other BTO. Wait, sorry, is there no financial windfall if they sell this? So, okay, so... Sir? No, no, okay. So, so based on the PLH model, what it looks like is that there really will not be any financial windfall because um, there are so many restrictions. And this not the MOP. This is everything else. Okay. The restrictions are that um, you, have, you can only sell it to people who are eligible for BTOs. Right. Which already limits, as opposed to still HDBs now, which can be sold to literally anyone um, except for, you know, foreigners. Because you can sell it to PRs, you can sell it to, you know, singles, you can sell it to a whole lot of people except foreigners. Right, um, okay, okay. And there's no income ceiling either. Mm. So so now for the PRH model, you can only sell it to people who are o- only eligible for BTOs themselves, which really limits your ability to sell it at a high price. Income ceiling is the prevailing income ceiling regardless. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, your resale HDB is only eligible to BTO even right. for resale. That's what changes everything. That's, That's why there's no longer change, a financial uh. windfall. Yeah. That's a massive ah, change. Right. So all this while in my head, I was thinking that 
this model was actually going to place an imaginary resale ceiling when, you know, once the homeowners cleared their MOP. Like, basically, it's like any other BTO. La. Like, after five years, right, your your thing will increase because you bought it at subsidized price. Yeah. So, it will go back to market price afterwards or even higher. Yep. And then, what I thought this 10-year MOP thing was that, oh, just postponed by five years, law. you tahan another more five years, it will still reach the same trajectory. Yep. But, it's actually, the ceiling is actually not because of the MOP, but it's because of a much smaller um, demand and a consumer yep. base, right? And you, you earn 20k a month, your family earns hmm. 15k a month, you cannot buy the PLH resale HGB anymore. Right, it's the income ceiling that sets the resale ceiling. Uh. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay, okay. That's new information for me. And, and if you never do research <laughs> no, it's learning new things on top, of, on top of that there's also a subsidy clawback yeah. that will be imposed on the resale price mm. which means that you don't even get to earn the full profit mm. you have to give the government back some of that profit because you bought it cheaper than you should have been able to mm. so basically you buy it's for stay yes correct it's just for stay it's you there's no profit at all. So this is a huge policy change from just one generation of leaders ago where we were told that, you know, our housing is a, a growing asset. You know, it's like a nest egg. But it is what? It still grow what? Not, not if all these restrictions are in place. You know what I mean? Okay, so, so what, I'm, what will be interesting to see is what the price of the Rocho BTO is and how much the subsidy... Uh, the subsidy restriction, I mean, the subsidy clawback will be. Because those two things have not been revealed yet. Right, they still, they'll probably release it during when they launch the Rocho. When they launch it, la, officially, mm. yeah, which we don't know when. So, so I will caveat everything I say that, you know, I don't know exactly how much they'll price it at and I don't know how much they'll clawback. So, for example, if they price this at 400 to 500k, mm. you know what I mean? No Confirm way. still la. will make, la, you know what I mean? <laughs> Right. Like, no matter how much clawback, you will still make, you know. But yeah. if they price it as what people suspect is closer to 600, 700k, mm. then how much you make is going to be limited. Because if you base it on right now, um, someone who is within the BTO restrictions can only afford up to a, a million at most, and that's pushing it. I think 900k is the, is the highest... Uh, a bank is willing to loan based on your income ceiling, based on the income of the ceiling. Yep, yep. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's very close to 900. Yeah. Actually, actually, while you were talking, I was doing the maths, really. <laughs> yeah. But that's based on today's restrictions. Obviously, they will change in 10 years, in 15 years. In fact, yeah, when you think about it, with the BTO you know, construction time and the MOP, it's 15 years before the first PLH. BTO will be sold. La. So it's anyone's yeah. guess what the restrictions are like at that point in time. Yeah. yeah like, it's less than 900k. But yeah, you don't talk about construction time and sensitive. Oh my god, I'll be 40 <laughs> by then. I just I just thought about it. Yeah. So oh, so yeah. La. So so everything needs to be taken into consideration. We cannot just base it on today's model mm. and say, oh, you know, you there won't be a financial windfall based on today's model, which is true. But presumably if everyone sticks to the plan. If this is just meant for living, for staying, you know, take advantage of the great location, but don't take advantage, don't make financial, you know, don't get financial windfalls out of it. 
if everyone follows the plan, then even in 15 years' time, you know, it'll still be hard to sell it for more than whatever is a fair amount for a BTO then. Right, okay. So they're no longer using that. They're no longer tempting uh, potential homeowners with like how much they can make, but rather the location and what it's such an, mm. it's such a great place to live at. Yes, like. exactly. Right, okay, okay. Oh, okay. So um, I think now let's move on to the next question, which is um, like what I mentioned just now, the goal of this whole PLH model, which is uh, just to remind everyone, keeping public housing in prime locations affordable, accessible, and inclusive for Singaporeans. So when I first, when I first saw this, I, had, I immediately had some doubts. Like, hmm. Like, really, yeah. So, um, I, I think let's go into each point. Um, I, I want to ask y'all, if y'all want to give brief or in-depth answers, that's entirely up to you. Um, let's start with, is it really affordable? Do y'all want to share um, whether y'all agree or disagree with this sentiment? So, currently, we don't know the price. Like I said, as of mm. this recording, we have no idea how much it would cost. So, it's really hard to say whether we're talking about affordability. La. But okay. what, is, what seems to be the case, because they mentioned a subsidy clawback, is that the subsidies will still be significant. La, which means yeah. that it'll still mm. be cheaper than any other property in that location. I mean, it's a HGB after all, right? You yep. can't really... There will still be subsidized and everything. Like, there'll still be a discount. Yeah, it'll still be heavily subsidized. La. Okay. So yeah. it's affordable in that sense. La. <laughs> okay. So whether uh, it's going to be affordable in the sense of, like, is this just going to be another high-end HDB project? Like, hard okay, to so say. Let, yeah. let, let's, give, let's give two scenarios then. So let's say, because we don't know the prices yet, right? Yeah. Let's say the BTO price when they release, uh, we, are, we are assuming it's next Monday la, because the HDB website is going under maintenance this coming Sunday. Uh, so good, that's, that's usually like the number one point. sign. Yeah. That the video launch is gonna come soon. Uh let's say it's at the normal prime area prices, which is six to seven hundred K. So that is at launch. Uh. Would that be considered affordable in let's say we were to compare it to uh units in that prime in prime estates as well? Definitely. Very okay. So, uh, where were these Rocho BTO? Where's the plot of land? Can you mind describing the it's area? Right, it's on top of Jalamba Sarimati Station. Yeah, okay, so it's next to Simlim. Okay, it's not like you know, you know, there was an on block of Rocho HDBs last time. Yep. That was not, it's not, it's walkable from there, but it's not there. It's actually further down the road, closer to Little in off Little India, actually. Right, okay, in a sense. Um, well. Just to give you context, uh, uh, Boogie's MRT, not say very far away, very expensive. <laughs> 2000, Are they even No, no, no. Like, you talk about properties in the okay, area. Okay. La. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, to, I think Midtown Modern is, is mm. hell of a, a expensive, yet I still feel it's a good buy. Okay, so just my opinion. Dual residents, also nearby, also very expensive, have increased in price already. Also, I feel it's a good buy. So, you know, if you think about as an investment now, which it shouldn't be, uh, I, re- I say one more time, because uh, it is for <laughs> staying, right? I would say it is 
the safe bet because your price should increase with inflation, not increase massively. Mm. You will not lose money, one. That's my opinion. Okay. Yeah. It's I'm a low-risk kind yeah. of thing. It's a low-risk thing. If you want to make a lot of money, I don't know. That's not what I care about. But if you want to not lose money kind of thing, I think that's because, you know, I think you will still make some. Lah, and that's why inflation is definitely settled. Even if you have to give the government back some of the profits, is you still make. Yeah, it's like a regular BTO. Lah. So I think it's great. Plus the location, come on. Yep. That location is top tier, man. Yep, exactly. And you are next to an MRT. And you want to easiest cut. <laughs> You want to eat scissors, cut rice down the road. You want to go to uh, Simlim to buy a new computer and kind of con by the <laughs> <laughs> road. You want to go Boogie scissors down the road. You want to go Golden Mouse scissors down the road. You want to renew passport collection also. You know, yep. you, you, your wife or, or yourself get pregnant, KK hospital is just down yeah. the road. Oh, mm-hmm. So too good. It's too good, like, really. It's really in the heart of everything that you need, I think. And yet it's not too CBD. It is not brass basa. Okay, um, brass basa is good also, uh, but you know some some people find it's it's too. I mean, if you love it, you love it, lah. It's not Duxton. Actually, Duxton, Duxton isn't really CBD. Isn't... It, it, it's more like a Duxton than yeah, a brass basa. Exactly. Ah, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. But at, and at the same time, uh, there's the nightlife scene near Duxton is actually more. I'm okay, fine. More okay, happening, ah. More happening, which isn't, if you want a residential place, it's not, you know, when you are young, oh, uh, I stay next to Zook, that's cool, right? When you, oh, I stay next to Zook, wasien. Because noisy, <laughs> you know, because this, this Rocho BTO will be the aftermath of, aftermath of Zook because Suichun is in yep. the area. Because all the, all the clubbers. Exactly. So it is, you, you don't get, the drunk people die already. <laughs> you get the people who are disciplined, for money to eat supper, you know. <laughs> But it will be noisy at night, lah. I mean, it will be, uh, yeah, it will oh, be yeah, right, like, like, yeah, And yeah. so, if your daughter comes home at three a.m. because she also went clubbing, you don't need to scare mm. because there are people. Yeah, live nearby. Yeah, go switch and then go home like five minutes. Yellow yeah, after that. Sure. <laughs> not not a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Um. Yeah, but I think we'll have to wait for the official prices to come out to really make a judgment on that. Because we are talking about three-room and four-room flats. Let's not yes. forget that. So whatever prices that we've already thrown about, like 600 to 700k, these are normally no, five-room not, not for prime estates, I think. You know what I mean? So yeah, so, so the fact that we think that price is okay, but the size is going to mm. be different. So when you talk about per square foot kind of thing, then that, that's a different story. Lah. Whether, whether you want to talk about affordability in terms of Overall price or whether affordability in terms of per square foot, that's another consideration. Okay, I'm I'm just trying to look up the price of the uh, Bishan Regis. Yeah, Bish- what does it sound so weird when I say Bishan Regis BTO? You shouldn't have something that starts with B and then have Regis after you. Okay, <laughs> just, like like I don't understand lah. I really don't understand. <laughs> Uh, okay, so Bishan Regis, right? The BTO last November, exactly one year ago. Um, they have two room, three room, four room. The four room flat, uh, was five two eight to six seven nine, almost seven hundred k. For four room, ah. Uh. Wow. Yeah, and that's yeah. not even one that's in Bishan, so not as central as Rojo. 
to, secondly, it's slightly further away from the MRT. Granted that Bishan is an interchange, you know, but it's about five minutes, five to ten minutes walk, depending on your walking speed, away from the MRT, whereas this Rocho one is like 30 seconds in your inwardly. So, I don't know. And and that's why, I mean, like when I was writing the guides, I speculated to for it to still be at this price. Because if we compare it to Bishan, right, in every way, it's, it feels like it's more superior. Only exception is if you want a quieter place or you work in Bishan, that kind of thing. But and you don't want- Bishan or PLH, yes, right? Yeah. So Bishan Regis is not a yes, PLH. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think we'll just see how it goes because this PLH is really new. No one really knows about, you know, the, the really fine details of it except for HDB and when they want to announce it. And yep. even more so, all this speculation, will, we'll only see like, the actual evident results in like 10 to 15 years time, right? 15 years time, I think. Yeah. yeah. Exactly, yeah. Okay. Um, then let's move on to the next thing. Is it accessible? Um, any of you want to agree or disagree with this? How do you all feel about it? I mean, I would love the location. Location is definitely, la, in terms of convenience, maybe, it's accessible. But what about accessible in terms of getting this BTO lottery right yeah I mean yeah this, this feels like the Chinese New Year 12 million total kind of thing nah nah I think maybe point one, like, like more 40 1 out of 9,999 not, not total like 1 out of a few million ah, okay. yeah right yeah it's, but, um, as in for me accessible <laughs> just implies that it's you know that people enough people can be can can apply for it lah you know what I mean? Like yes. you don't, so, hmm. yeah. You you don't you don't your income doesn't need to be on the high end to apply for it. Well, yeah, not really for young couples. Okay, so let's let's reverse up. Uh. uh, let's say you are your eighteen year old sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Okay, then you go to uni, poly, whatever. You got your first job, and then you marry. Then you want to have baby. So you are only 25, mm-hmm. 26 years old. Your wife is same age because before. If, you know, sweetheart, la, right? Yeah. How much do you have in your CPF? Nothing. 30k? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you buy a 700k house. How? No, so that's the thing, right? Like, will it really be 700k if accessibility is one of their key, you know, goals? Like? Yeah, so, so it isn't for young couples. No, no, it's in, that's what I'm saying. So if they want to make it accessible to young couples... They won't put it at 700k. They won't put it at 700k. But Bishan is 700k. How can Rocho not be 700k? That's you, what you I'm what saying. I mean? yeah. So, so it's the, not accessible to young couples? The only, the only thing we have to wait for until they confirm is that whether flats under the PLH model will be a, will, will have a different price. Like, Correct. If let's say it's not under the PLH model, right? Confirm plus chop. Is it will reach that 700k, 700k mark. Confirm, yeah. without a doubt. Like, I'll put all my savings on it. And, but because Actually, it, mm? the price point already moved up already. Right? HGB 700k, like, like how Pinnacle 10 years ago was not 700k. How Dawson Road no. 5, 6 years ago was not 700k. Or yeah, that's why that's the whole reason for coming up with this model, right? It's like they've seen the past houses and they're like, oh shit, we need to do something about yeah. this. Uh. And then yeah. they come up with this thing. Uh. Yeah. 
But so, I, I think, for example, they price it at four hundred k, and then when you sell it off, cannot, you cannot, have cannot. no. When you sell it off, you have to whatever price you sell it off at, you have to take two hundred k give back to the government. Cannot, cannot. Okay, so do you know that if you, huh? Okay, if you have a BTO yep. and then you buy another BTO, what happens yep. to your profits of BTO number one? You have to sink it back into the the second BTO, ah. Yeah, like the clawback, right? It's not a clawback. It's it's still your money, but you are forced to pay it into the next. Uh, Isn't that just normal payment though? It's like you pay your CPF kind of thing. No, ah. Uh, okay, let's say. Okay, I'll give you an example, ah. Mm. Uh, Okay, I think I better double check later. I'm theorizing properly. <laughs> Basically, if I buy, okay, my Pongo BTO, I bought at 400, I sold at uh, 585, I made 185k, right? Yep. I buy the new house, I can take my max loan, I use my CPF money, my, my cash is my cash, my profit is my profit. But, my God, this, I, okay, if I'm wrong, I apologize beforehand. But mm. if I didn't buy a resale HDB, but I bought, um, uh, what's that called? A BTO. Uh, um, another BTO. Yep. I have to take the profits, I think, at least half or something like that. Oh my gosh, I better double check. Okay. <laughs> and then sink it into the new house. So, so how, 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 okay, so how this works, how this works, let me explain. Oh, thank that, you. Oh my gosh. B- BTOs are already subsidized, right? Yes. So they have, so you are allowed to apply for two BTOs in your lifetime. That's the limit. But obviously, you can't enjoy two subsidies worth of BTOs. Yes. Okay. So, okay. So, so there's a resale yeah. levy. Exactly. So, when you move from one BTO to another, uh. you, what you're doing is you're just transferring the subsidy. You're paying the, the subsidized amount that you originally enjoyed. So that you don't enjoy two BTO, two subsidized flats one after another. So, you won't get subsidies for the second BTO you apply for? No, you won't get the you won't get the parents grant that kind of household subsidy la, But you still make the or all the resale levy is meant to to make up for the fact that your new BTO is also subsidized in inverted commas. But oh, you as a okay, second okay, timer okay. are not meant to enjoy that second subsidy. Okay, okay, guys, hold up. So I, I think a lot of listeners are really starting to tune out. Okay, I'm so, so let's confused. Just, I'm, I'm, okay, yeah. I'm sorry I brought this up. No, How about we have a totally different episode just talking about so policies change. PLH60 these are we have that kind of episode. <laughs> oh, say this one. Okay, okay. Yeah, but I was actually I was thinking like, okay, so when you mem- when you mentioned just now, like you, you want to do the reverse, right? Where young people might not be able to it's not really accessible because they cannot afford which fall under the awful category also. La. I want to add to this is um, it's accessible for the general public, right? Because um, one, it's a BTO, so there's an income ceiling, right? Those yep. people in the ultra-rich tax bracket cannot, first of yep. all. Secondly is they can only sell it to that same demographic. Yep. Yeah, so I think that, um, you know, that where we mentioned earlier on in the will, the PLH work, this already limits... It makes it more accessible for when people want to sell these houses under the PLH model because we can sort of say that people in this category need houses, right? They, they are in it to stay kind of thing. Yes. And not just own it to own it and then rent out the whole unit eventually for some like side income, passive income kind of thing. Uh. Yes. Yeah. I, I think in that sense, it is accessible, um, especially for the future kind of thing. Um, 
because there is also another rule where you know people who want to buy these BTOs in 15 years time onwards they cannot own a private property in the past 30 months which is what like two and a half years right which is quite quite long uh. the normal rule is that if people own private property and they want to buy a HDB resale after that they can but they they must sell their private property only six months after they get the resale, BT, uh, resale HDB flat now is you have to sell it two and a half years before you even buy the HDB flat it's a huge change it's essentially like three years difference that time span kind of thing so I think it makes it accessible makes it a lot more accessible for the general public like people in the median the normal income like I would want to say the not the super atas kind of uh, net worth kind of thing okay so now uh, let's move on to the last point um, you know we've gone through like is it affordable is it accessible let's now ask is it inclusive um do any of you have any points for yes it is inclusive because for me i have a point on it's not inclusive so i'll save my bit for then but do any of you want to share it's inclusive in any way can you define inclusive mm, I, so that's the thing right i think it's quite subjective um but as long as it falls within your definition of inclusive then I guess that works. <laughs> I mean, they are not including foreigners. Mm. They are putting, even for resale, the salary cap. Mm. They are not allowing... Uh, sorry, Peter, can you correct me if I'm wrong? They're not allowing the single owners? As in, it's the same as BTO eligibility. La. So for resale, it's the same as BTO. So if you cannot get a BTO, you cannot get the resale PLH. Yeah, so there is some risk there because, uh, you know, like I mentioned, you're supposed to buy this to stay, right? But there are always going to be the people who buy this as a as a free free roll to some profits after MOP, even if it's 10 years later. Um, market sentiment may change. The demand will be a lot lesser because you actually eliminate this whole pool of people, as already mentioned by Peter earlier, I believe. Mm. So the profits may not, not come in or it may not be as much as you think it will be. So I think the inclusivity is reduced because of the accessibility reduction as well. It's interdependent uh, in that sense. Yeah. Uh, okay. I, I think, like, just to add on to your point, I agree with you. Um, wait, sorry, Peter, do you have anything to say that is inclusive? For me, it's, uh, it's, it just seems to be three ways of saying the same thing. Like, because I realized after discussing affordability, accessibility, and inclusivity, Seems to mean the same thing. Okay. Uh, that it's that you know any the regular Singaporean can now get property in a prime location in Singapore because it, you know the price should be low enough for them to be able to afford it. They're just saying three things by actually just saying one right. thing. Right. Okay. Because by any other definition, accessibility and inclusivity, you know, does not seem to match the PLH model. Mm, it's like it will be inclusive and accessible because it's affordable. It's affordable because it's accessible, inclusive, and yada exactly. yada. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, I don't know whether this is a more controversial take, but I don't feel it's that inclusive. Mm. Um, I mean, okay, maybe it's better to say for a future episode because this I feel like I'm opening up a can of worms over here, but I feel that there's no winning situation here if we are talking about uh it being inclusive because 
there will always be different groups of people who might feel that it's unfair to them in one aspect or another. And at the end of the day, there won't be any true solution. But whether or not there even needs to be a solution, like a permanent solution, is another story in itself. So I think that what what I have a gripe with is that the fact that they included the word inclusive, because that's what they're pushing this whole model on, right? It's affordable, it's accessible, it's inclusive. If they don't include the word inclusive, I would have zero issues about it. They could have just kept it as, oh, it is an affordable and accessible way to allow Singaporeans yada yada. Nobody would have questioned that. <laughs> but the fact that they had to put the word inclusive then have to sort of raise the issue la, and like call them out for it because is it really inclusive or not at the end of the day? Because maybe my definition of inclusive is that you really allow almost everyone to bid for housing or to an equal chance to get this house in that sense. But it's not. La. I mean, not only is it like what Peter mentioned, the, the resale eligibility is basically the BTO eligibility, right? Yep. So there's not only the whole issue of singles versus married couples, but there's the income ceiling and everything, yada, yada. And I'm all, I'm a super huge advocate of um, limiting the, out, the people in the ultra-rich bracket from buying HDBs because then that's not fair for the general public because I am in the general public. But in the other sense, in the other aspects and in the other perspectives of being inclusive, I don't feel it is. So yeah, but this one, I, I don't know whether we have differing opinions of it, but I know this could be a very long, uh, lengthy discussion of it. So maybe we can, you know, maybe we'll discuss it on a future episode where we discuss policies or something. So yeah. So yeah, I think the general sense is that it's not that inclusive. Lah. But if they take the word out, then, you know, sure, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to the next question. Um, so the, a, lot, a lot of people speculate that this PLH system or model uh, is sort of a way to put an imaginary, imaginary price ceiling, right, on resale prices. It's, it's essentially like a cooling measure. And like even within our company earlier this year, we had a lot of talks like, hey, is the, measure, is the cooling measure coming? Is the cooling measure coming? Oh, uh, I think it's coming in April. Then April never come. Oh, I think it's coming in May. Then May never come. The same thing for June, July and everything. So is this the cooling measure that we've been waiting so long for? Or is this even a cooling measure? Uh, I don't think this is a cooling measure. Because okay. at the end, yeah, I don't think it's a cooling measure. Uh, for me, as, as it stands now, obviously it's not. Because this is only for one BTO launch. Okay, but as a policy, I do suspect they are testing it for a wider range. So you know how we were discussing right at the beginning of this episode. Why is it PLH and not PLPH? Mm. I suspect it might change to a public land housing model, so there's not just prime land. Oh, yeah. Oh, because okay, honestly, okay. if this works, this I mean, like I said, this is a reaction, right? Mm. There are many, many more, and we've mentioned some of them already Bishan, you know, Pinnacle. There are many, many more locations where the idea to, to have and not just in prime locations. Like, there are many, many BTO launches where, like, like Dawson, uh, we mentioned that as well. 
where the chance of it becoming a million dollar resale property down the road or, or even the next whatever the next ceiling is is right there because you look at the location you look at the amenities you look at the you know the size and all that you know that the potential for it to to boom will be there and i suspect this model if it takes off if it works but we'll never know the results until 15 years time unfortunately right uh will be the new model for public housing in general or where they've it's it's their way of shifting from uh public housing as a nest egg and just public housing for the sake of staying not to make money so sort of like change the entire syllabus of it like, in that sense that would be my suspicion right, right. it's very, very early initial stage of things yeah mm-hmm. That's but you know there's always a there's always a what's that called when you when you do some there's always a effect a butterfly effect right yeah find the right term you see if you affect public housing how does that affect private housing because also private housing prices in singapore are going yep. sky high are going to yeah if you restrict public housing profitability uh what happens then okay uh, there are two trains of thoughts immediately from my mm-hmm. mind right if i make less money from public housing then i will not be able to afford so expensive a private housing after i upgrade yep. so it should drop the prices but if Public housing doesn't give me the benefits. Maybe I just go to private housing directly. Then it increases the demand on the side. It also increases prices. So, you know, there is there is a lot of factors to take mm. in. Of course, uh, I am not one of those analytical brains. If not, I long ago PSC scholar, support <laughs> scholar, whatever scholar. I, I just pinging by sing, right? But at the same time, there are so many things that I can see. This may work. This may not work. What will happen? I don't know. I can't. I can't run simulations for the next twenty years in my head. Mm. So we we never know. But I think that in a bid to to make housing or housing uh, more affordable in Singapore mm. and not reach Hong Kong prices, uh, there is no choice but to start with public housing because that's the only place where the government can have full control. Mm. Complaints are just complaints which they can ignore. Right. Private housing, you there's a lot of restrictions there. You want you want overseas money to be invested in Singapore. You want developers from overseas, China developers to build houses in Singapore. You want you will have to please Simlian Far East Lian Bing. You know you have to please CDL. You have to please a lot. You have to take into account a lot more stakeholders. Whereas Public housing is where they can. I happy I do la. <laughs> All right. Um, I think we can go on to the last question of the day. I think this has been quite a lengthy discussion already. Um, I think the general consensus that while discussing uh the PLH model is that there's still a lot of speculation up in the air, right? Like um, we we can have our first thoughts, our impressions. People can predict what's gonna happen, but. What is really going to happen? We can only see in like fifteen years' time. Yeah, right. The first, uh, evidence of it, you know, like actual concrete proof of it of how it's how this PLH model will turn out, and that is still quite some time away. So, I just want to ask, like, about your what you all think. How does it look for the future with this um this new implementation of the PLH model? I think in the long term, it will have benefits. And I can see um, why it's being done like that. Uh, okay. I, I actually met 
an MP previously, I can't name names, but he said, okay. he said <laughs> so the, there's a lot of he's like, he said like, uh, he actually said off the record, okay, so he said, um, you know, there are many policies the government can 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 roll out. We always decide, as in the government, right, has to decide whether I want to do a five-year policy, a 10-year policy that pleases people. He said, but take note, all policies that we decide today, whether it's 5, 10, 20, 30 years policy, will never, will, will always fail in the long run because things change. Your economy change, your country change, your people's mindset changes, mm -hmm. the population segmentation also changes. It's just that right now in the current setting they have through the oldest to today they try to make policies that last at least one generation okay and one generation is like 30 years or what? Uh, he, he actually said like 25 years which is which, which is very interesting and you see as a as a third party I, I, I do not support I want to say which political party I support in fact I'm actually quite agnostic I, I is that the right word Peter? Yeah, <laughs> grammar yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's whoever I think is doing the better job. But it's actually very heartening to know that they don't care if if I want to win the votes, right? I just make a five-year policy. I make things happy for people today. I win the vote today. But then 10 years down the road, when it screws up, wow, I'm going to get the backlash. And it's heartening to know that they are not doing it that way. They are looking at very long term. And and that's at least what I can say from this uh, PLH model and the mm. new rules involved. You can see it's more a long term. They try to temper it long term, not right. just short term. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Nothing lasts forever, lah. Cooling measures in twenty twelve. <laughs> it's really like nine you know, it's really to... nine ten years later. Yeah. yeah. It lasted for a while though. At twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen, there was a tapering. It kind of it started. Of the MOP, right? No, no, no. It's not just not everything is HDB and PTO. <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah. man. I'm the HDB guy. That's all I know. <laughs> Yeah, but no, the whole, okay, anything you bought in 2012, 2013, which was the last high, by 2014, 2015, you're losing money. You only started to break even in some prime areas like mm. Bishan, 2019. So there was oh, a good okay. dip and up, and it wasn't like dip and up immediately, you know. It was a very long period of stability. It was a long period. La. Yeah, stagnation. Mm. I mean, the population still grow, right? Um, the economy still got better, right? Mm. So it's quite funny la, that the property actually shot sky high just before COVID yeah. and during COVID yeah. it still continued to rise. Yeah. You know why not? I cannot go out, right? I cannot spend money in the F and B industry, right? Then take mm. all the money by house. Much yep. time you spend hundred, two hundred K a year on Maybe those cannot go zoo, cannot buy alcohol, buy house. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's how much money you save by not clubbing. Yeah. No point, I don't go out you. anymore, right? My Lamborghini sell buy house. <laughs> But why are COE prices so high too? Sorry, sidetrack a bit, but I've always wanted, I've been planning to get a bike, but... Moto? Does, yeah, moto, moto. Okay. But the COE prices are crazy lah. Like, February this year, it was like 3k or something, right? Now it's 9k. Like, how do you triple the price of a COE uh, yeah, if a you get If you get, like, double the podcast subscribers next year, give you race, then you buy bike lah. Um, oh, you heard it here first. Listeners, please. Listeners, please. Your friends, please. subscribe, subscribe. Please, please. I will start an OnlyFans. <laughs> OnlyFans. Hey, that's your opinion. You don't know. You don't know my fan base. <laughs> uh, Peter, do you have any thoughts of how the PLH model will turn out in the future? Or how, how you it will look like in the future. 
Yeah, so so this is purely speculation, obviously, but I'm just going to build on my earlier uh, prediction that the PLH will go beyond prime land mm. and will be applied um, across the island where it needs to be. La. So right. I, I suspect um, what we've seen evolution of uh, the property market in Singapore where ECs started out as being you know subsidized housing where you stay for 10 years and then you can sell on the open market yeah. to anyone as in then it just becomes a private a uh, private condo even though you bought it for sub a subsidized price in the first place I'm seeing a very similar model here for the PLH except that it serves a different purpose where um, after 10 years you can't sell to anyone you can just sell to other people also looking for for homes so if this becomes widespread, what I'm what I foresee is that the BTO model itself uh gets phased out, Ooh. so that people are just you know all fight all not okay fighting is the wrong word, are all uh I'm just applying a... applying mm. for the same kinds of properties, the, which will never really increase in value, but will always stay affordable and will always remain accessible. See, I'm using your keywords. <laughs> HDB's keywords. HDB's yeah, keywords. HDB's but would it remain, remain inclusive? So that's mm -hmm. the thing. So because they want it to be inclusive, what I, what I also hope is that the BTO eligibility model changes and mm -hmm. evolves so that you, know, you will always keep a group of people who are less willing to uh, talk about uh, you know, like, like making, getting a financial windfall or making money through property, you just want a place to stay. Like your 60 year your 60 year lease idea, Bay, that you mentioned earlier. Um, this is something similar. La. So you you just stay for as long as you want, and then when you're ready to move on, you just sell it to another person who just wants to stay for as long yep. as they, they want. And that way no one needs to pay exorbitant prices, no one needs to pay COVs. Um the the priority is not in making money, it's just in saving money. So you don't need to buy a property for exorbitant prices. And if the government can find a way to balance ECs and this model, I think we'll have uh we're able to cater to two kinds of property buyers now. One who is just there to uh you know sell to us on on the private market on the open market, and one who is just there to buy for the sake of staying. Yeah. Mm, so okay. so that's my that's my weird uh prediction future prediction, and I hope some of it comes true la. Oh, that's interesting. I actually never heard of anyone brought bringing up the point that um BTO will get phased out, you know, and like this will be the new, uh, new primary housing mm. system, you know. But if BTO phase out, Kyler's got job. Yeah. Uh, question. Uh, very tough question. Very then tough question. The EC guy, <laughs> huh? Then you become the EC guy rather than the BTO guy. Ah, uh, sorry. <laughs> If only EC means eye candy, la, then after that, this works. Oh, oh, oh. This goes, this goes oh, oh. my only fail. It all ties in together. All part of my master plan. Hey, if you, if you, hey, does OnlyFans have any need for chunky people? Hey, <laughs> they are, OnlyFans is inclusive. I am chunky. I'm, I'm talking about myself. Yeah, yeah. what I'm saying, they are inclusive. So they welcome yeah. all, all body shape. But yeah, okay, come. Guys, let's wrap this topic up. Uh, Pei, you want to give one concluding statement uh, to summarize everything that we've gone through today? Only time can tell. Mm -hmm. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, yeah, that's the episode for today. Uh, just want to say, um, Spotify for Spotify mobile users, uh, do let us know what you think. If you think the PLH model will work, 
because um, Spotify now has an interactive feature below. Oh, so really? if you're listening to us, yeah, there is. So if you're listening to us on your mobile, just like swipe down, swipe up, swipe, like scroll up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I try to think. Okay, scroll up and then like go to the thing below, right? There should be a question there where you can just answer, like j- just let us know your thoughts on whether you think the PLH model will work. Um, if anything else, you got a topic to suggest, or if you're listening to us on Apple, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, I don't know what kind of other platforms there are out there. Let us know at podcast at mortgagemaster.com.sg. Or join the Telegram group chat, Mortgage Master. Yeah, yeah Mortgage that's right. Master. Yeah, we have a new Telegram group, in case you didn't know. Uh, just go to Telegram and search for Mortgage Master will be there. I, I want to try this new thing where I don't, I don't have an outro line. Um, I just want to ask, like, is there anything y'all is there anything y'all want to share outside of mortgage stuff? Like, I, do y'all have any upcoming plans that y'all are looking forward to it toward this week or anything? So far, um, I mean, it's it's house to house, uh, It's not house to mortgage. So, mm-hmm. for all those of all for all listeners who are sick of staying at home because it's default de facto from home, mm-hmm. aren't you glad the VTL is open to Australia soon? Uh, hey, yeah. Have y'all have y'all made any? Plans to travel overseas? It's only one way, right? At the moment? Or is oh, it what, Australia way? or what? No, I think it's two. VTL is two-way, right? From what I understood, it was it was uh, one way for tourists, but two-way for like student work oh, stuff. Is like it? I don't so, know. I, I, saw, I saw the countries that they allow. I, I just got happy and then I closed the tab really. As in, I don't think we can travel for leisure yet. Wait, what? I think Ken la. To Australia. Ken la. Australia. I said I know we, I know people have gone to Germany and all that. Uh-huh. But, uh-huh. but I think remember they made another they made another announcement. Okay. That'll be interesting. Because I'm I I definitely want to go. I might Where where, where are you looking at? Melbourne. I, my friends are in Melbourne. Yeah, I also want to go to Melbourne and be good yeah. or and be one of the friends in Melbourne. It's been two years since we were back. So yeah. yeah. So that's been a long awaited Yeah. Nice, nice. Alright, uh, yeah, that's it from us this week. Uh, can we? Okay, lah. I think I'm quite confident to say this, but tune in for next week's episode where we'll be talking about. Wait, should I give a spoiler on what we'll be talking about next week? Thinking. <laughs> Do I want to spoil it? Ah, okay, no, I don't spoil it. Then. Okay. Alright, that's it from us this week. Bye. See ya. Oh, 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 oh,